Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, welcome to the Red Men News YouTube channel. It's me and it's Ross. And we're here with another slice of Liverpool-flavoured news from the big football pizza. Um, I'm Chris Pajak. I'm heavily dosed up on painkillers. And they this is you? Ross Chanley. Um, we are backed by The Athletic, as we have been all week long and for the best part of a month now. Um, it's actually a really good partnership for us. Hope you've enjoyed their content. Those of you who have signed up, I know a lot of people have. Um, we've had some really good feedback from some of our subscribers as well about the athletic content. It is the best written coverage of Liverpool Football Club anywhere in the world, and you can get 50% off um, your yearly subscription, making it around £2.50 a month, and you get a month trial free. Makes it about £2.50 per month. It is the new home of football writing, and we are here, as I mentioned, to talk about uh, Liverpool news and we're going to start with an athletic piece actually and this is one about Joe Gomez that was done by James Pearce uh, I've highlighted a couple of uh, paragraphs Ross um, really it was about how people were too quick to jump on Joe Gomez for his performance last night if anyone's watched the final word I absolutely did jump all over Joe Gomez's back but I think the thing that to back me up obviously I'm going to do that I didn't say he was shit I didn't say he was rubbish. I said he had a poor game. And I think you're allowed to be critical of somebody's game. They, the best player in the world can have a bad game. Yeah. I think Joe Gomez was rusty last night. But James Pearce has talked about it and he says, Gomez has been around so long, it's easy to forget he's only 22. Putting into context, Van Dijk had completed a move to Celtic from Groningen. Um, Harry Maguire was playing for Hull in the Championship. Koulibaly was playing for Genk when he was Gomez's age. Sammy Ippia was still playing for Willem II and Stefan Oncho was playing for Hamburg. Uh, it wasn't until the mid-20s that those two centre-halves moved to Liverpool. So, I suppose James is talking about Gomez booking the trend. And you know, First of all, let's talk a little bit about his game last night. Where, where were you with Gomez? Did you think he had a good game? Did you think he had a bad game? Did you think he was indifferent? A hit and miss. I think there was, you know, like you said that for the whole squad last night, I think, aren't you? If, you know, everyone was really good for 38 minutes and then other parts of the game. I thought, you know, when Salzburg come at you, I don't think you you know, James does it in his arc, actually, he kind of breaks down every goal. It's like, it's not Gomez's fault for every goal. You know, it's Van Dijk, he gets done for the first goal. That's not Gomez's fault and stuff like that. And, and you know, I think at the second goal, I think he jumps in a bit rashly and clatters into someone and take a quick free kick for the second one. You know... But good play by Salzburg. You give credit to the team. I think I was so quick. It's knee-jerk reactions. And obviously, you know, you did the, the, the Twitter last night and that, that tweet that you actually did, did very well saying you can't just vilify someone for having a poor game. You know, it is rustiness and that's the standards that Liverpool have got to now. You know, 
that's what we're judging people on. You've had a game for ages. The standard is so high, you have to come in and be good. And if you don't, you get found out. But when are you supposed to put him in? You can't just shoot him in, into a game. He needs his game time. And he's there to be relied upon. And, you know, it wasn't that long ago before Matip came in. Everyone loved Joe Gomez. Mm. You, don't go, you don't go from being how good he was and his form was before he got injured to then just being completely utterly shit. You know, it happens. Everyone like, but we have a bad days at work. You know, it's just he's in, on a massive platform for everyone to go and watch, and you know, it gets exploited, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um, so moving on from that, then. Liverpool have not been thrown out of the Carabao Cup, which is absolutely fantastic news. Um, some people think it is, some people don't actually. Uh, but Liverpool, Paul Joyce broke this yesterday. Uh, Liverpool to be fined 200000 for fielding an ineligible player in the Carabao Cup win over MK Dons. They will not be expelled from the competition. hundred grand of the fine will be suspended until the end of next season. Um, I'm glad that they stuck with precedent that was set in 2014 by Sunderland when they fielded a player who wasn't able to play. Um, it's a bit mad that we even got into this situation, but glad that it's been resolved quite quickly for the FA, yeah. actually. I think they had to because, you know, Liverpool Arsenal, I don't think they really wanted to cancel that game, did they? Because it's a, an advert for English football. But I think there's all stuff that's it's not as obvious and as clear as that, is it? Because I think Liverpool had a, a applied for paperwork like over 90 days ago and, you know, they were waiting for something to come back. And it is daft on Liverpool's part of, you know, where the admin is of just playing it. But, I, I, you know, I, I joked about it the other day. I think whoever's was at the FA have gone... Petro Kiribati doesn't still play for them, does he? I think so we should look into that and, and we've been found out. You know, um, it, it's stupid on our part, but it's also it's also quite fortunate. And like you said, if, had it been done four or five times or whatever, you know, I think the final, the repercussions become significantly bigger. But as like I said, Liverpool have done, applied for stuff. and you know, I think the other thing as well, Liverpool handled it really well, actually, didn't they? They came out and Jürgen Klopp said, yeah. you know, uh, it was wrong of us, apologies to MK Dons and, and all that. And they kind of owned it. And, and I think it, they were... You know, they spoke about how it, it it was something that they'd applied 90 days before and blah, 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 and it's a drop bollock ultimately. Also, it was a substitute as well, which I, I know doesn't make it all right, but how do you, like, you know, scored three goals and got MK Dons out of the cup? I think you, you think of it in a different light then, don't you? Going, he was an influence in the game where it was he came on and that's all I saw of him. Absolutely. OK, so um, the date has now been confirmed then for the Liverpool-Arsenal clash. Uh, it will be at Anfield on the 30th of October, kick-off at 7.30. That's... Is that a random kickoff time? Yeah. 7.30? Do you normally do 7.30s, That's do you? That's because we normally do 8 o'clock because we play midweek in, yeah, in Europe, aren't we? Like, there used to be quarter to eight. used to be a thing in one yeah. of the competitions, didn't it? So it was 8 o'clock last night in the Champions League. So is it the Premier League that kicks off at quarter to eight then? I know the two competitions are separate. 7.30 is just a... I don't know, maybe I'm, it's just being me, but it seems really random, that. Anyway, um, so to put that into context, that I've got the, um, the games in front of me now and... From the next international break, after the Leicester game, we've got an international break. Sunday the 20th, Manchester United away. Wednesday the 23rd, Genk away. Sunday the 27th, Tottenham home. Wednesday the 30th, Arsenal home. Saturday the 2nd, Aston Villa away. Tuesday the 5th, Genk home. Sunday the 10th of November, City home. Manchester United, Tottenham, Arsenal and City in eight games. In a short space of time as well. What's that? Twenty days, yeah. eight games. Yeah, it, it, it or is. Or twenty-one, maybe if there's thirty-one in the month. I can't. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to even do the round now because it's embarrassing. <laughs> as, <laughs> as glorious as it is taking taking the mick at Manchester United at the minute, sometimes they kind of become, you know, the form whatever goes out the window because it's a derby and they get up for that game. So I think you can't take that as an easy ride. Again, because we saw last night, drew with Napoli, so that's not going to be easy. Obviously, that's away. 
Spurs, and yeah, we spoke about it off camera before. You know, I know we need to get absolutely destroyed by Bayern Munich. We could see how they come back, but you know, you like to think Liverpool can come through that. And at the Carabao Cup game, I'd like to think he might stick with kids. A mixture of kids and experience again. Because the likes of Joe Gomez, I think if Matic's fine, he, he only go uh, game time. Chamberlain, Cater, and the likes of that will come in for those games. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Obviously, we need to get through the Leicester game before we can even start to think about this. And hopefully, Liverpool's players don't come back with any injuries from the international break. What tournament is the international break for? Is it for a tournament or friendlies? I don't know, but I wish they stopped. Just I've seen before. This is like the second one, isn't it already? I don't know, yeah. Seven, eight games into the Premier League season. Just have the break, but don't play any Europe any. Whatever it is. You just want a, a mid-season break? Just let them have a rest. Do you know what I mean? It makes the Premier League better if they've all had a rest and they can gather themselves and then go into the, the business so, period. what you're saying is to fix our season, international football should now just be stopped. Yeah. Brilliant. I will vote for that. Get it on change.org. I'm sure we can get a million votes but, and take it to Parliament. Well, every, every time it's the, it's the summer, it is. You might have a bit bit on the plate at Parliament at the moment to be dealing yeah. with our international. What do you think? Yeah, uh, maybe if they're in. Yeah, you know, um, but it is what it is. So you maybe they tell it might screw people's pensions. They might be up for it. <laughs> um, we're not allowed to talk about politics on here. Apparently, Sorry. we get loads of comments about it. It's part of life. Um, so, uh, we move on. Um, Brendan Rodgers did a really interesting uh, interview with Goal.com. Um, and he's also spoken to The Telegraph as well. Uh, and this is what he said to The Telegraph. When I received a phone call from Mike Gordon on the way home from the Everton game, this is when Rodgers was in charge of Liverpool, I understood what it was for, what it was about. From that perspective, maybe I could have gone in the summer, but they wanted to give me a chance. It was a tough start to the season and they felt it needed a change. Look, it worked out brilliantly for them. When Liverpool won the Champions League, I sent them a message, all a message congratulating them and Jürgen. I am the type of person who is happy for the club and especially happy for the players like Henderson and Milner, players I work with and have a strong relationship with. I was so happy for Jordan when he lifted the Champions League trophy because I know how much he has developed and worked for it. I was never going to be bitter. That's why I let Jürgen move into my house. It's really nice here. And he was always a lovely guy, wasn't he, Brendan? But it's nice to see this on the eve of a game with them. I like. I think there's only three players that are left, or maybe four. And he's not mentioned Lovren or Lana, but some of the players that he went working with. Didn't he? Didn't he sign Bobby as well? Yeah. Committee time, Bobby, didn't they? Well, come on, man. They, they really it, it, this, is the, this was always the problem yeah. with Rodgers at Liverpool. When he makes a signing that worked, it, yeah. if you didn't like him, it was the committee. If you yeah, did like him, in, it was Rodgers. Right I mean, don't get me wrong. I remember Dan and Farley sat on the couches um, going, like, what, what's Bobby Firmino doing? Like, and, and I think everybody at the time was a bit like, who is this lad that we've signed? Like, but you know, now. Yeah, you're, you're right there on the whole, it is nice. You, you never get the other side of the story, really. Do you? you kind of manage sat, you kind of, you're done with him, you're looking forward to the next big shiny thing, which is Jürgen Klopp, and, and rightly so. So it's kind of nice to kind of hear him speak about that. And it, to be fair, it's, it's kind of worked out for him as well, hasn't it? You know, he went out a good few years at Celtic, you know, his boyhood club, and you know, he's, he's come back, like you said before, to come and try and prove himself in the Premier League, and he's, he's doing a good job, so... Again, I would absolutely recommend everybody to go and read this article. There's another little bit here where he talks about how good Jürgen Klopp is and what makes him a good manager in in modern football and stuff. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, So do go and check that one out. Uh, And the final little news piece, I suppose, is that Cesc Fabregas tweeted during the game. Now, Cesc Fabregas, obviously, formerly of Arsenal, of Chelsea, I think he's playing for Monaco nowadays, isn't he, Cesc? Tweeted during the game, Sadio Mane is top three players in the world and has been for a while. I should probably put the tweet on the screen for anybody watching. Um, but where is he? I mean, he's he's up there, absolutely up there. So who's his top three here? I mean, are we literally just going Van Dijk, Salah and Mane or... Yeah, Van Dijk, Bobby Mane, yeah. Van Dijk, Messi, Mane maybe. 
I wonder, he did vote for Sesk, Sesk did vote for Mane in the best awards as the best player of the year. So it's clear that he rates him very highly. Yeah. He's got to be there or thereabouts. Yeah, I think it was, you know, we joked about the FIFA best awards and stuff like that. It's kind of nice to hear this from an actual footballer or yeah. a current footballer that, that, that appreciates what Mane does because, you know, so many people can go like, you know, the FIFA boys are going, you know, Messi's a pin-up boy for FIFA, Ronaldo's a pin-up boy for FIFA and that's just someone breaking the world and go, actually, you know, Messi's, okay, by his own standards, has been slightly lower than the normal but that's not to say that other people like Mane and Salah aren't, aren't very good. You can't just ignore what they've done for the past two, three seasons and I think that, you know, the way that Mane plays, you know, I think he's significantly improved. We always spoke about his, his finishing, he get in the right places and, and take people on, but you know, he's improved vastly and I think, you know, the debate always comes up, who's the best in our front three? And you can't pick one because they're all world class. Yeah, and they're all different, aren't they? Yeah. That's the other thing. I mean, I don't think the front three works without Bobby Firmino, no. but that's not to take anything away from Mane and Salah, who still have to put the ball into the back of the net. You know, Salah, I didn't think he had a particularly great a great game last night. Sorry, I just read the, the word opponent off the screen. That's why it popped into yeah. the middle of that sentence. I don't think he had a great game last <laughs> season. Uh, uh, last... <laughs> Nice, nice. But um, he pops up with two goals, and we win the game because I, of him. I think the other thing with Salah as well, because he's so like, adored by you know Egyptians and uh, Muslims and, and the wider community, he gets all that media spotlight. Where I don't think Manny gets as much of it, which is probably points into people's perception of maybe he isn't one of those people that's, that's top three. Whereas you know, Salah's everywhere isn't he? Mm -hmm. Okay so well, let's get into some of the comments and stuff now then hello to um, Dave LFC chats in the comments I've just seen your name on the side there sorry it was by me uh, Tom if you can get us one to get going that'd be great Yeah got a couple on Gomez uh, Lennon D'Souza says Gomez needs a couple of games under his bench to get some rhythm and form and then Rod Meta says Gomez was fine especially considering he sat on the bench forever I didn't think he had a good game. I'll be honest. I, you know, I spoke on the final word. So Tom's Tom was the the complete opposite to me. Thought he had a great game, uh, and we had two other lads who were probably in the middle of of us somewhere. And um, I don't think he's a bad player. I mentioned that earlier. I think he just had a poor game. I say other people have thought differently. Obviously, you guys obviously do as well. Um, but the sentiment of the two comments is right. Tom, uh, Ross, he's Tom Ben. Honestly. Honestly. A lot of people agreed with you, though, Chris, in the comments as well. Well, thank you very much. Um, think that, look, Ross, it doesn't matter because he's not a shit player. No. Regardless, he just needs games to get back to the level he was playing at. Yeah, uh, you are right. No one's immune to criticism. That doesn't mean that you can't find faults in people's games. But like I said, it was the same for everyone last night. And you know, I went to go to the play ratings article and go, where, where do I start with this? Because everyone was great, you know, for large parts of that game, but everyone else was also terrible. So, you know, Gomez, the comment's right. But it's also hard to put him into games when they're all so high pressured. You know, Salzburg through the kitchen sink at us. Mm. He's got to deal with that. Like, again, like the comment says, you've been on the bench for ages and you just thrown into a game. It was absolutely, absolutely mental. You know, Van Dyke got, got done as well. It doesn't make him immune to criticism as well. It doesn't make him a shit player either. Mm. No, you're right. Any more for us, mate? Yeah. Um, on the Carabao Cup stuff, Quebec. Zebek HD says the fine is better than getting kicked out or worse playing a replay. Oh, that would be horrible, wouldn't yeah. it, playing a replay? Like, here's the thing. I think sometimes it's good to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and try and see it from somebody else's viewpoint, isn't it? In life, in, every, in all walks of life. If I was MK Dons and Liverpool fielded, or if I was Liverpool and MK Dons went through and they fielded a player who wasn't eligible to play, I'd be absolutely fuming, you know? Because... Yeah. 
you can say listen, he only played 30 minutes. He wasn't allowed to play. He did play. He was in part. He was part of the team that beat us. Yeah, it's true. It's not like it's not right, but then like trying to put yourself in the middle somewhere. The likelihood is Liverpool were going to win against them with or without Pedro Kivet. If we need, it's not like we've done it on purpose. But should that really excuse it? I think the FA have done what the, the FA. I think the FA have done really well in this situation. They've just gone with the Preston set in, uh, for Sunderland in 2014. But really, like if they're in Liverpool's squad. Why are we fucking around with all this registration shite? It's probably done by fax. It's probably not even allowed to be done by email. Because yeah. that's what, anytime like, you do something with like the bank or something, it's like, you need to fax me. It's like, it's 75 miles to the nearest fax machine now. How am I going to get there? You know what I mean? Anyway, go on, move on. Um, I know we're kind of touching on it on the build-up show, which is going on later, but Dan the Man says, um, Rodgers has got Leicester sitting dead on the table, Leicester and no joke. No need to be afraid, but they wouldn't respect. Absolutely. I mean, the build-up show is going to be out later on the main Redman YouTube channel. It's a really good show, actually, the four of us. We had a really in-depth talk about Brendan Rodgers, and we touched on it again uh, in this afternoon. Well, we had a really good laugh on there. I, it'll go out later, not to avoid your comment, but I think... I think we echo your sentiments on the show um, to the point where, spoilers, I predicted a draw in this game. I really think it's going to be a very, very tough game against Leicester. Um, so there we go. That's been the new show for today. Don't forget, of course, to check out The Athletic. You can get 50% off your yearly subscription. There's no ads, no annoying pop-ups. Visit www.theathletic.co.uk forward slash redmennews. Link is in the description. And it will be the pin comment. Ross, thank you very much right. for joining me. Thank Just you all. To say, James Pearce is in tomorrow as well. Oh, he is. He's on the newsroom. That mm -hmm. should be a great little show over there. So we're going to split that into two. We'll put half of it onto YouTube uh, and we'll put half of it onto our website as well, which you can go and check out, redmentv.com. Uh, thank you very much to our sponsors. Thank you very much to Ross and to Tom and for every single one of you for subscribing, liking and commenting live. Ciao.